The all-new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, it is also packed full of powerful features. It all starts with invoicing, but actually FreshBooks has so many features to help keep you organized and streamline the business side of being a freelancer or a small business owner. The FreshBooks dashboard has been curated to answer the one burning question for any small business owner. How is my business doing? No more guessing games on what's owed, what's overdue, or whether or not you're in the red. If you have any questions whatsoever, the FreshBooks award-winning customer service team is amazingly helpful, super friendly with zero attitude. Plus, a real life person usually answers in three rings or less. Create and send professional looking invoices in less than 30 seconds, guys. Set up online payments with just a couple of clicks and get paid up to four days faster. See when your client has seen your invoice and put an end to the guessing games. FreshBooks is offering a free 30-day unrestricted trial to my listeners to claim it. Just go to freshbooks.com backslash my taught you and enter my taught you in the how did you hear about a section. Hey guys, this is my leak. This is the My Taught You podcast. Today is Thursday, November 2nd. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but I am on the tail end of a cold. Um, so I do have some water in case my throat gets dry. Um, I am here today to do a podcast uh, about my sort of plans for motherhood and other pregnancy updates purely because I feel like um, a lot of people have been asking me and I don't know if you are expecting a child or if you um, may want one or if you already have one I figured um, I could just knock this out uh, with the podcast so I'm going to my plans require me telling you a story about, uh, I guess, my pregnancy. So this will probably be about as uh, revealing and probably the most intimate podcast I've ever done, but that's okay. Uh, I feel like when we sort of share our truths, we help others come out of isolation because I know when I was like younger and I would go through things, I remember I went through, went through something and at the time, because I was young and naive, I really felt like I was the only person on the planet who had experienced this. And then when I finally got the guts to start talking about it, I swear to God, like every woman that I, that I mentioned it to was like me too. So I guess I'm sharing these things so that you feel less alone, perhaps. Okay, so when I got pregnant for the first time this year, I immediately freaked out. Um, some of it was the fact that I subconsciously subconsciously just didn't really think I'd get pregnant based on what the doctors told me. I think I've talked about this multiple times in the podcast that once I turn 35, um, every year I typically do my annual physical around my birthday so that I just don't forget to do it. So my 35th birthday, um, I go to the doctor to do like my annual everything. And the doctor that I was seeing at the time was literally like, so what are you going to do about having a child? And I was like, I don't know. I never thought about that. 
well, not re like, I guess I never seriously had thought about it. Um, and at the time I don't really think my love life was shaping up to, <laughs> to really, you know, to even give it, to give it any more thought. And so this doctor was just like, well, I understand, um, that you haven't thought about it, but you know, at your age, uh, it's time for you to at least start thinking about maybe you want to freeze your eggs, maybe, you know, because your time is now going to be limited. So, um, I remember sort of being like, wow, okay. I mentioned it to a friend who basically was like, she's right because, um, he and his wife had tried like waiting in life and they were like, oh, you know, we'll start trying once we get a little bit older. And then it kind of seemed like it was too late. And he was like, if I can offer you any advice, I would at least say, look into it. So I go home, I get on my computer, I start looking up, um, sort of like, like egg freezing. And I went to like an informational class and at the class, um, they'll, they'll test your AMH levels. Um, and so you can Google that, but it's supposed to be basically your AMH levels are your ovarian egg reserve. So every woman is born with a certain number of eggs in her body and, 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 you know, every woman's eggs deplete at a different rate. And this test is supposed to help you figure out where you stand. So I take the test, um, I get a call back from the office and they're like, you know, I don't exactly remember what she said, but I can tell you how it made me feel. So let's just say she said, well, the normal levels are between um, like three and five, or maybe she said one and three. I don't know what she said. Like it was something around, I just remember like 3% or something like that being the rate for my age. And I think she was like, and yours is at like 0. 0.04 or something. It was it was basically like you are underneath the underneath. And so at that point, you know, I still, I was like, wow, I was all devastated for a couple days feeling all like, you know, I think as a young woman of color, most of us are told by our families and parents, you know, don't get pregnant, don't have no baby and all this and that. And then to kind of feel like, wow, I've tried to do all these things right. And whether or not I want a child, because I don't think I had decided to feel like that option was taken from you. Just it it was a miserable feeling. Like I will be honest, it was very miserable. So um, I ended up making another appointment with the doctor and she sat down with me for an hour and we talked about everything. And I kind of decided to go through with trying um, and so I tried and it was very expensive and it was, I don't know. I mean, I remember the time to a T that the medication was like $6,000. Okay. And then the time that I was doing it was probably one of the busiest times of my life. Like, I don't think I, I ever had that many speaking engagements, um, in a week and I bombed all of them. Uh, my TED talk specifically, like I bombed everything purely because I'm giving myself, I think five shots a day. So anywho, I take, the t- I take the shots. I go to the doctor. Um, we, you know, they start to test you after X amount of days of taking these shots. And so I remember the doctor kind of like pulling up to me in the room with this like sad face and was like, honey, I'm really sorry, but like it didn't work. You know, we can try it again, this, this and that. And, you know, I kind of just was like, you know what, that's okay. 
I am not going to try again um, because A, this is, this is expensive. B, this was like taxing on my psyche. And C, I was like, I'm going to Paris in a couple weeks by myself and I'll just deal with this then. And so a couple weeks later, I fly to Paris and I read um, DVF's book. It's, I think it's like the woman I wanted to be or something like that. And I just felt like sad but like liberated and just was like you know what I'm not gonna beat myself about up about this I'm not gonna feel too defeated as a woman um but I think I just told you a really sort of like <laughs> long-winded uh and detailed story of sort of how I went through that about three years ago and then I would say not soon after that incident I met my partner and I think because that that incident was so fresh on my mind, I kind of kept bringing it up to him, like the whole thing. Like I just couldn't believe it. And I can't imagine what it's like to be dating, newly dating a woman who's constantly talking about her eggs and lack thereof and children and stuff like that. But what I can tell you, um, that experience made me, that experience made me be ultra honest in my relationship about whether or not coming to a conclusion on whether or not I was going to have going to have kids because normally you know you kind of like you're dating someone and it's like well it's whatever I don't know we have time and I think that whole experience let me know like you need to decide you need to decide you need to like you need to make up your mind and not only do you need to make up your mind like you need to not be afraid to talk about this you know like not be ashamed of your situation and not be afraid to to talk about the fact that you don't have as much time as your if you have a male partner you don't have as much time to not know so Um, I didn't plan on telling you guys all that. So I guess I got to get back to my, my notes, but, um, I guess I was talking about when I found out I got pregnant for the first time this year about how I freaked out. And that was why, you know, some of it was the fact that I subconsciously just didn't really think it could happen based on that experience I just shared with you guys. And the other part of the freak out was purely my personality, Um, what is my personality? I have spent most of my life being type A. What is a type A person? By definition, a temperament characterized by excessive ambition, aggression, competitiveness, drive, impatience, need for control, focus on quantity, quantity over quality, and an unrealistic sense of urgency. So out of nowhere, a pregnancy test presented what I believe to be the greatest challenge of my life. How, you know, I launched into how do I master each day of this pregnancy? What's happening inside my body? What's the best prenatal pill? Um, I'll read every prenatal review of a prenatal pill on Amazon and compare what doctor is going to be the best in Atlanta. Should I have a water birth? Should I have an epidural? Should I have a home birth? Um, Did I just have wine in the last 24 hours? Of course I did. So the questions in my mind never ended. Um, After I hung up the phone telling my partner who happened to be out of town at the time, I raced to Barnes and Noble to buy 
every book on pregnancy they had. I swear, you think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. The cashier was ringing me up and she was like, wow, are all of these for you? Are you expecting? And I embarrassingly replied, no, no, I'm not. Um, this is who I have the capacity to be. A few weeks after the positive pregnancy test, I started spotting. Spotting led to bleeding. Bleeding led to cramps. And just like that, I was no longer pregnant. All of that energy and most of it being stress was now gone. The day that I miscarried, I happened to have therapy. Because I was in so much pain, we did the therapy by phone. Um, I told her what I was I told her what was going on and when she asked me how I felt knowing that I could be 100% honest with her I said while I am very disappointed I am also relieved um I could not get off the crazy train and all of a sudden the crazy train came to a screeching stop a part of me wondered if God may have known that I just wasn't ready um I thought I was, but my actions said otherwise. I'd say about a month went by before I started to feel like I might be pregnant again because all of the prior symptoms were so fresh. But in the back of my mind, I just really didn't think it would be possible. So I just kept on trucking. So there was a time when um, I think I was flying to Las Vegas and I kept using the bathroom. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. I wonder, but I was like, no, there's no way that this could happen. Like, because I literally just miscarried. Like, I think it could have been maybe one month ago. Like this just can't be real. So I get back from the work trip and I get a text from a friend. Um, and for those of you that follow me in the hair world, it was from Courtney, the founder of the main choice. Um, she texted me to ask if I was pregnant and I'm like, I side eyed my text and I'm like, what are you trying to say? She said she just felt like I was. And I told her that while it wasn't completely impossible, it was highly unlikely. Hell, I just miscarried. Um, and I had shared that information with her also. She then asked me if I had taken a test. I had not. Uh, I decided to take one the next day for no other reason to just be like, what is she talking about? And I can just text her back and tell her she was wrong. Um, so I go get the test <laughs> a few minutes later, I'm looking at a positive test and I'm staring at my partner, like what just happened? So this time I didn't even pick up a single book to start the process of type Aang my way through this. What good did it do me the last time? In that very moment, I decided to grant myself grace during this pregnancy. Um, a quote that has gotten me to the halfway point of my pregnancy is, elegance is a glowing inner peace. Grace is an ability to give as well as to receive and be thankful. And that's by C. Joy Bell. I can receive this gift and be thankful. I cannot control it. I can only do my best. That same grace is why I have no plans to overachieve at motherhood. I've already experienced some of the attempted mommy wars that happen um, in life um, online. It's really heavy uh, socially 
and I'll share some of the things that I, that I've experienced and heard, you know, people being like, Oh, my morning sickness was far worse than anything you've just described. I mean, never in my life have I seen or heard of women arguing or attempting to compete at sickness, right? You're just like, this is crazy. Or is that on the approved list of things you can eat? I mean, all of a sudden, everybody's policing you like they like like they are even going to be around when any of this jumps off like they've got your kids college tuition saved up um I don't think you can eat that you know so it's like I've experienced that wow how far along are you you're pretty big are you sure you're not further along than you really are um which I don't know I think I think it's more than 50 percent I don't have the statistics but like I think a lot of black women have fibroids and I think a lot of women find out they have fibroids when they're pregnant. And so I have, I want to say four fibroids and I want to say one is like seven. Um, I think they call them sonometers in the world of like <laughs> OBGYN-ness, uh, but it's big. So of course I'm going to be looking probably a little bit bigger because I've got a few growths happening inside of me. Um, stuff that I think, do you plan to breastfeed? Do you plan to have a natural birth? Um, one thing that I thought was like, you know, I hope you're having a girl and I just don't know how people, people just don't really understand sort of like how those projections, those questions sort of make a person feel. And what's interesting to me is that a lot of this comes from other women who have also experienced this so that I don't get and I also have been asking myself I wonder if I'm going to turn into that like will I like it is so important for me to be even more mindful um of what I do after this considering what I know going through this so it seems like from what I've gotten at the halfway point is that it seems like being a mom can be one of the most criticized jobs in the world. Um, I have no desire to try to tell anyone how to parent. I've been asked how I will handle my child being biracial. Um, if you guys will allow me to be honest, I have moments that I keep forgetting this. I know this. I understand this. And I still forget this. I think because I keep looking at my own brown body carrying this baby, um, at times, I just assume it's going to look like me. Um, I'm sure someone will judge me for that, but I don't care because me lying on here helps no one. So that is the truth. I know that, that the child will be biracial. I know about the things that I need to think about. I They don't escape me. But when people ask me, I just think like I've been so focused on health. You know, I've been so focused on um, me giving myself grace, you know, that I I've tried not to, uh, delve too far into some of the heavier issues. And when the time comes, I will, um, I plan on doing my best and I am, ex I am extending grace to myself in it in advance for the days that I'll undoubtedly fall short. Um, I have a few books that I ended up liking. Uh, I told you guys about all those crazy books that I bought and, um, of the books that I bought, uh, some of my favorites are the Mayo Clinic Guide to Pregnancy. I think it's straight to the point. For those of you who are very curious about like what's happening this week, 
um, just a straight to the point, no fluff. Uh, if you go to the Mayo Clinic website, you know how it is. It's just like, hey, this is what's happening this week. Another book that I liked uh, is Bringing Up BB. Uh, One American Mother Discovers the Wisdom of French. Uh, it says French mothers assume that even good parents aren't at the constant service of their children and that there's no need to feel guilty about this. And uh, my third book that I really enjoyed is Expecting Better, Why the Conventional Pregnancy Wisdom is Wrong and What You Really Need to Know. The excerpt says, Pregnancy, unquestionably one of the most profound, meaningful experiences of adulthood, can reduce otherwise intelligent women to, well, babies. Pregnant women are told to avoid cold cuts, sushi, alcohol, and coffee without ever being told why these are forbidden. Rules for prenatal testing are similarly unexplained. Moms-to-be desperately want a resource that empowers them to make their own right choices. When when award-winning economist Emily Oster was a mom-to-be herself, she evaluated the data behind these accepted rules of pregnancy and discovered that most are often misguided and some are just flat out wrong. Debunking myths and explaining everything from the real effects of caffeine to the surprising dangers of gardening, Expecting Better is the book for every pregnant woman who wants to enjoy a healthy and relaxed pregnancy and the occasional glass of wine. So now for the quick pregnancy update. Um, This weekend, I'll be fully halfway through my pregnancy. Um, I am looking very pregnant these days. I literally feel like I just popped out in a major way a few nights ago. Um, I had really bad food cravings in the beginning, but they are now gone. I'm pretty, I'm eating pretty healthy now with the exception of pizza here and there and an occasional sweet treat. Um, Epsom salt baths have really saved my life because I was sore and it just felt, I was just feeling like constantly aching. Um, I'm exercising a few days a week. Um, for the most part, I feel good with the, with the occasional bout of exhaustion. Um, and I guess the most interesting life change for me has been my suddenly giving up on what I'll refer to as my quote unquote human projects, trying to help people that probably really don't want the help if they really thought about it or simply won't exert the effort needed for positive change. I figure I've got my own human project coming and he needs my undivided attention. I guess, I don't know if I told you I'm having a boy. Thank you guys. Bye.